This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know. What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, I'm here with my only friends, and that includes the champ! What's poppin', baby? Oh, man, I'm the champ for good now? <laughs> no, nah, you got like two more days. Oh, shit. You got like two more days. You had two more days. That shit's over. That shit's over, that shit's over now, but yeah. it was me, fun. Good run. Let me have my week, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for that Pat McAfee appearance, you know? Mm-hmm. He, he's had, he got this week off because he just had a kid. I slid in those DMs. I said, hey, man, congratulations. You know, <laughs> your life's about to change for the better. Godspeed. You know, just hoping maybe he'd see it, realize he still follows me, go to the timeline, be like, what is cooking with this kid? Look at this million dollar win. Maybe we should get him on the show. Oh, wow. Look at him trying to shoot his shot over there. <laughs> I'm shooting. <laughs> he muted you like three weeks I'm ago. I'm Danny DeVito. <laughs> probably There's probably a lot of actors. <laughs> Welcome back to the studio, uh, Jeff. We appreciate you. Good to be here. Uh, yeah. I missed you guys over these last couple nice weeks. I see back. Conrad everywhere I go, but the, <laughs> he the rest you of around you, like a little puppy dog. Maybe that's what it yeah. is, or he mm-hmm. just plays every single poker tournament exactly. that is going on. Right. If you're at a poker tournament, Conrad will be there. Right. It's I'm, most likely that you'll see. Him. I'm really struggling to see what we pay him for. <laughs> I mean, you know, for that I just, intro, Burke. You pay him for that intro. You know, and I get like a, a quarterly time. I have to take a couple weeks off and go on the road, but yeah. you know. Uh, I'm not promoting. I don't know what you're talking about. For what you pay me for. I am promoting. For someone How with a, dare you? With a big goddamn tab. You're on the oh, road. How dare you? <laughs> I am promoting in the streets. All right, well, let's get some merch and My have you start God. selling out of the back of the car or something. Let's get it popping. <laughs> let's get it popping uh, hoodies. Yeah, number let's seven. Yeah, let's go. What's popping with you, Hanks? Oh, I'm popping over here as well. <laughs> I, mean, I got the, the kids running around like crazy. Uh, gearing up, buddy. Just gearing up for the World Series of Poker yeah, right around the corner. But the first stop is Houston with my man Jeff Platt over there. Yeah, you tried to talk me into going. And? I don't think I can do it, man. Uh, the thing is, like, I know this is a weird angle to take, but um, it's the same exact game that I can get. at blo- Like, literally, Justin Young is going. Marcus yeah. is going. These are guys I play with every single day. Uh, and it's not like I enjoy Jungle's company, but he's not exactly someone I want to fly 2,000 miles to play with. <laughs> sure. So it's like, if it were, I know this is dumb to say, but like if it were bigger, I would be more inclined. But I know Helmuth. I know how he likes to run his show and Godspeed, more power to him. Uh, I just, I, I've just spent 60 days with a blowhard and I don't know <laughs> that I can do four more. <laughs> is is Bill Perkins playing in your Bellagio game? Is he playing in the Houston game? I think he's going to be playing in the Houston game. Yeah, is Penzo I mean, Don in the Bellagio game? Oh, great question! Uh, actually, he is. He is at times. Uh, <clears throat> me, and, me and Penzo, we go way back. You know, I, is, I, there I give, a, is there a live stream at the well, Bellagio game so the good people and the fans Hanks. at home can tune yeah. in and actually watch you play? Wow. I know that's enticing for you, but I, I don't know if you've, <laughs> if you've heard my stance at all recently. <laughs> I'm not exactly there, trying to get out in the thick of it anymore. Is there a relationship to foster for a brand new you know, all right. property in Texas that all right. you know maybe you could start growing well, in? I Great love, question, I love the guys Hanks. at Champions. Uh, I'm very close with Isaac, who's like one of the, the main guys there opening it. He's a really good dude. Shout out to Isaac. Uh, so it sounds like you're in. 
I'll be in in the He's future. Back. I'll be in in the future. He's you know? We got him back. Jeff. Okay. Here's honestly, this is this was my deciding factor, uh, and I know that this is very small, but how convenient would it be for us to take the podcast on the road and do it from Houston? Oh. His was not very. You know, like it's uh, it's a lot of travel. It's a lot of shit. Lamanna's got a wife. Yeah, I was gonna play too, but... Conrad. You know, then I have to front five ten buy-ins for Conrad. You're really you're really sinking me here, Hanks. We have a, yeah, a tournament I'm academy to, coming I'm still up. Trying to get you there, pro- yeah. I, I was going in, until you torpedoed me. Well, how did I torpedo you? I said I had to be here for the podcast, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, you did just take two weeks <laughs> off to, you know, go lose yourself in Reno. And Florida. And, and Florida. Florida. Florida, was, Florida is an excusable trip. But, uh, imagine bringing Phil Helmuth on the Only Friends podcast live from Houston, Texas. Brent Hanks, how's that sound to you? Mm. My God, I think we should make it. They're going to have cameras down there. Well, you don't need the, the whole staging and set. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. You, you figure out a way to get a set and a, a, a proper setup there, and I will strongly consider. Mm. Wow. Well, why don't they? Ju- you could just you do it right word. from the poker table, right on set there, before uh, they go live, and that, then uh, we tried that with WPT. <laughs> yeah, <No>. yeah. <laughs> First day was good, right? Yeah, it went really well. <laughs> we, we were we missed the show totally, and then we were back in studio the following day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not totally out of the question. I'll, I'll consider. We do have an academy the right. following week. I'm um, not going to take your name off the list. I'll keep it there just for for fun. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, we do have a tournament academy the following week, the 24th to the 27th. I think we only have a couple seats left as we sold another one today. Uh, if you guys are interested in that, head to solveforwide.io. It's a four day academy. academy. Sorry, academy. Four day academy led by Matt Hunt. Uh, we'll take you through all the phases of the MTTs. Day one will be like early phase all the way down to day four, which everybody will play a final table. If you're looking to uh, get geared up for the WSOP, this is this is it. This is the one to do it on. So hope to see you guys all in a couple weeks there. We also have... Uh, Brent, you hear what we're going to do for, for our members? This Fuck. is a fun one. We are going to we're going to give away uh, our tag team seats to... Five oh. lucky members that uh, that are members of our YouTube channel. So we're going to do a drawing. When is the tag team event? Good question. Oh, Jeff, I gotcha. <laughs> Very good at that. Yeah. I gotcha. Got the schedule all laid out yep. here. Tag team at day one, Thursday, June 22nd. Okay. Okay. So it looks like we'll do... How much time do we think? We, a week seems about right. Give them about a week's notice to get their asses out here uh yeah 10 I days maybe maybe 10 days something okay. like that yeah yeah somewhere in the june 10th to 12th range we'll, you have we'll to be a is. member not just subscriber that's right, right. have to yeah, be you a gotta, member you so. gotta give us two dollars or whatever I the think fuck it's it costs. Five, I think five it's 4.99 okay. it's like yeah. it's like buying a lottery ticket it is and if you uh accidentally get Best stuck with lottery me it's, in the world well depends who you get Oh, so you're going to be te- you're yeah. each going to be right. teaming up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that is yes. fantastic. How, and then they get to choose who they. Yeah, want, how do you think, how do you uh, how do you draft out of all this between me, Conrad, Lamana, Matt Hunt, Landon? I think you, you do it live on the podcast. Yeah, and no, so no, no, you, you no, have I'm asking, your, I'm asking you. you have your first oh, pick. Oh, oh. First pick, who do you go with? Wait, wow. there's no Guapo in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, Guapo in there. Sorry, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. He bad, didn't say Guapo? I thought no, you said Guapo. The hunt. disrespect Guapo. <laughs> they don't take tortillas at the Well, Conrad has the tournament experience. There's a clear answer here. 
Landon has, of course, That's not the solvers. It. You can't you can't have Landon as your partner in the tag team event. It's too much fun. It, it, it's like know, Christian wearing the headphones mm -hmm. during tag team. You it's can't, you it's can't truly that. incredible that my Hendon mob is probably double all the other five combined. Mm -hmm. But it's not Berkey. <laughs> I, I bet it is. No, I'm saying I'm saying it's not. You're not the first pick. Oh, I don't even think I'm like top three. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Well, what do maybe. you have? One point three. Yeah. I have five, Hunt has six, or 550, uh -huh. Landon has a million. No. It doesn't? No. A million? He's only Around been allowed you? to play tournaments for the last Dude, six I'm, months or so. Yeah. I'm getting flashbacks of like when everybody had to pick teams for kickball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I'm just no. fucked on this one. You're not last. You're oh, not no. last. Not, a, not in the tag team event, Guapo. Right. No? You think it's the tortoise? No, the tortoises Whoa. are not. Wait, 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 wait. So it's just, it's just between I think Guapa I think and there, are, there are tiers, and the, the three guys who I'm closest to uh -huh. are in the top tier. Okay. Just for yeah. the amount of fun Here. that they can have. You know, I, mean, yeah, I think you'd be miserable during like a 15-hour <laughs> day one. Line. Here's the thing. The three, <laughs> I'm going to play my squad line. <laughs> Minimum requirements. Listen, Hunt, Hunt is number one. He, he, is the, he is the master when it comes to MTTs. No, no. You can't yes. pick no. Hunt number you one in the tag. If you're looking to win... You pick Hunt. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it looks to win right. the tag team. You just gotta right. have fun. Just have fun. I mean, <laughs> if you want to have fun, I Ask mean, Corey. it's it's uh, the thing is, Hunt is fun. He's British. He's British. Yeah. Yeah, but, but depends but on what you're into. Down right? if, you're into like, if you're into like true crime and like fantasy <laughs> shows and, Listen, and man, politics, the only shot he's going to be. Gonna, if you get Hunt to do a shoe bomb, that's the only chance you've got. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> I mean, now, other than that, you're not having fun. Now we're up in the states. Mm -hmm. All right, bro. Yeah. Whoever whoever's playing with me is wearing a matching mariachi outfit. Yeah. <laughs> See? That's, fun. See? that's so fucking yeah. racist. Whoever, kid. Whoever's, <laughs> stop. Whoever's with me is wearing a matching tortoise. <laughs> Whoever's with me is playing the whole time. No, whoever, whoever, <laughs> well, whoever, same with Berkey. Yeah. Well, Con no, it's different. I will come and I'll give moral support and you know a little coaching from the rail. Conrad will play four other birds that day, yeah. and he'll be there by dinner to tap in. Right. And well, I'll give some great jokes at dinner. When I'm not playing, I'm going to be railing my partner getting drunk the whole time. Wow. Yeah, the that is will be there. I'm going to rail the whole time. As a matter of fact, Lamar yeah. and Guapo should probably right. be wanted to yeah. somehow, someway. Yeah, we're going to. They'll we're definitely bring the party. Yeah. Brent, who you uh, partner with? You and Jeff again? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, we right. do. What do you mean? I'm well, sure. I'm like, oh, two I'm years? sure. Like, yeah, I have like to think maybe, about it. I don't yeah, know, yeah, it's the two of us. We're back. You know, we finished 27th back in 2021. I'm sure you guys all remember that. Mm. A lot of people are talking about it. We played really well. Um, <laughs> Great run. And then we'll, we'll bounce back this year. I've only ever played the tag team once. With who? It was myself. I think it was when you could sell four. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was myself, Marley, Matt Hunt, and Christian. I played exactly one hand and flew to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you have similar plans, this year you have to play around, I believe. Who tracks this? Nobody. Yeah, but, I mean, know, like, just, come on. Yeah. You know, you, you sign a card and when you sit down, you play a blind and you get the fuck out of there. Um, so what, uh, what do you guys have planned for your schedule? Hanks, are you going to play? Yeah, definitely going to play. The only I'm time gonna, of the year he plays. No work? I'm going to fight. Well, I mean, I'll work. I do a lot of that. We have some fun stuff lined up for, for content that we're going to do for world series that we have yet to announce obviously we're doing a bunch of shows uh, i think there's 47 days Ooh. of streaming okay. that includes Ooh. a bunch of final tables day ones day twos and day threes you get those lady events in uh, there or women's events 
Yeah, ladies event will be on the calendar. All right, for sure. let's go. Um, People have spoken. They didn't do us any favors with the time of the year that it's scheduled again. They never do. It's right around the main, and that's a pain. Yep. Uh, but you know, we 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 got it all situated. It's going to be good to go. But no, it's going to be fun, man. We we have some. Oh man, I I don't have a contract signed yet with a couple people. They're going to work for us, but we're going to be partying, man, at the World Series. We got two guys coming in that are going to uh, going to create some fun shit. All right. Like and I'll play that. a handful of events, including the main, and and we'll hopefully you know make a final table or two. And Brent, can I reveal like our schedule, our working schedule, or a little bit of it? Yeah, 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 for, for sure. Brent Hanks and I are on the call of the two hundred fifty thousand dollar super high roller final table. Yeah. Wow! At the World Series, okay, that's on big June time 18th. shit right that's there. Back to back years for us yeah. at two fifty k. They've really made mm-hmm. uh, they've they've Poker Girls made a statement. They mm-hmm. said we don't want any of this nerd talk. Nope. Bring in the clown show. <laughs> yeah, right. Bring in the no gamble in the future right. yeah. for yeah. the two fifty k. Are yeah. you gonna have a? You gonna bring in the uh, the will of pain for uh, for the players? Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm imagine? sure they love that one. <laughs> Spice that two hundred fifty k up a little bit. It. Let's go. Is it mayonnaise? The wheel of pain will be Wait, what? Uh, the wheel of good. pain will be inside the poker go booth. I'm not kidding. Like the the I merch store. You. I love it. Yeah. I believe you. I, I don't look forward to it, but I believe you. <laughs> I've also got sidelines for the 25K 6 Max, 25K Heads Up Championship, 25K High Roller, 50K High Roller in the first like week and a half. So, so I'll see you there. Wow. Yeah, kind of. I really do love your sideline bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know it's not you. a bit, but you know, I don't know what else to refer to it I as. I love it too. It's my favorite favorite time of the year is yeah. sideline reporting at the World Series, especially for the main. I, I like oh, it, I like it till, until I bust and you say, hey, hey Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Jeff! I just punted. <laughs> Guapo, did you happen to see that uh, that young tortoise image that was floating Ooh, around? Oh, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Young tort. Wow. Let's see if I can find that. That was, on, uh, that was tortoise in the main. Conrad's profile. Tortoise in the main. Yeah, that was that mine. was tortoise. That was tortoise in the main back in the day. I think it was 2012. I, I was going to guess 13, so that seems about right. Yeah, it was um, day three. I was at the table with Mormon and Ben Lamb. Uh, this, yeah. Ended up being my my deepest finish. I think I made day five, like 140th or something, 140 something. Yeah, there it is. Yes, look at that with the Leroy Towns oh my. jersey on, almost cleanly shaved, but not quite. Mm-hmm. And just a young tort. Yeah, just just folding the way. Nice fold. Eight seven, you know. How many times have you cashed the main? Uh, five, maybe four or five Ooh. times. Okay. Four or five times, something like that. Yeah. And you've ever like, not made day two? I've never not made day two in 15 tries. That is a good indicator that you cannot win. <laughs> no, it's just it's just hard to bust day one. Fuck you. <laughs> How many times have you busted day one? Uh, I've only ever... Made day two once. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I've only ever busted beyond day one twice where i didn't cash and those two times uh one i i like soft bubbled and the other one i was like 40 out of the money so like soft bubble i mean i was like three or four hours away from cashing and the other one i was like like we were we were gonna be hand for hand soon (laughs) conrad hanks how many day ones i have the main of you guys busted i have played the main twice okay and i've cast both times yeah now that's a cash got like 700th and 150th Brent Hanks played the main every year since 2007 or 
2008, and I think I, I busted day one three times. No, huh. you you played 2007, right? That was the year no. that. No, no, he did not. <laughs> no, he did not because I did no, not play 2007. To the... I also we, didn't play 2007. We, we were out there grinding, and then we we looked at each other. We were like, do we want to play the main? We're like, I don't know. Let's just uh, let's just take a flight to Outer Banks and see his family, and just. Just completely missed the main and just went and partied at Outer Banks. Yeah, yeah, we all got a room at the Rio. That was the only year I didn't play as well. Mm -hmm. We all got a room at the Rio. That was the year that you and Randall Lynn came back from the strip club at, <laughs> at like Jeez. 7 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And Rand Randall was telling us how his pinky smelled like the stripper's asshole. <laughs> My God. Damn, dude. Keep those in the vault. Oh, it's, it's a late night pod. Yeah, it is a late night Come pod. Come on. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. what the people came for. You know, we're getting, we're getting warmed up for the Twitter spaces mm -hmm. tonight. You know, you got oh. Eden Rock snoring on the mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Brent and I actually played uh, together on a day three. Was it a day three, Brent? Two yeah. or three? Remember that? When was that? Oh, man. It was probably like, I want to say 13 or 14. I think we were still living together because it was like a like roommates at the at the same table with still right. like thousands of people left in the tournament. Pretty wild. We didn't get any coverage, did we? A little bit, yeah. I think like I think no camera probably, crew though. No, probably not a lot no. of like no Jeff Platt. Yeah, He would. Uh, yeah, Platt was making a run that year, so they were watching. They're keeping an eye on this guy. It's true. Mm -hmm. Sure. Don't mean to brag. Yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth so much with uh the series getting close like played cash today had such a good time nice six hour session book a big win come here do the pod like everything's such a life is in order you know mm -hmm. and then i just think about the old days when the world series was the biggest thing to happen all year round and it represented like an opportunity to make like 80 percent of your bottom line for the year i'm like man i should make a bracelet bet <laughs> Yeah, yes. that seems like the dumbest thing on earth to do. <laughs> that's the only thing that's going to get you to the tables. Uh, uh, honestly, there's a lot of truth to that. So, Perky, if a sports book was setting a line, number of tournaments, number of World Series of Poker events Matt Berkey plays, what would the number be? With or without a bracelet bet? Uh, without. Without, yeah. Without a bracelet bet, I think 12 is a very good line. I think that's a good line, too. Okay. I said 11. Yeah. I, I, think I mean, that's, a, that's, not, that's not nothing. That's a decent amount. I yeah. mean, yeah, but like, I mean, twelve plus probably multiple bullets. You're looking at like fifty bullets, probably out of twelve. <laughs> well, <laughs> one or two uh, day I'm twos. Saying, you're playing fourteen yeah. days. I'm so. saying twelve, but like also understanding that there's a good chance I could play like you know three, and almost no chance that I would play twenty. I mean, yeah. the way it comes yeah. in really is if you have cast seats all the time. If you have a cast game seat, yeah, sure, but it's gonna be really hard. If you don't, you'll just be playing the three K six. Well, the other, the other yeah. thing is the game starts early, so there is a lot of opportunity to like play cash and, and then go. just max yeah. leverage everything. Mm. Um, but I have to tell you, I did that mostly all the events last year except the six maxes, and I never stood a fucking chance. Yeah, DB yelled at you for it. He's right. I mean, <laughs> he is right. Like, but the thing is, is, a lot of the structures have changed so much. Where I think my point's pretty valid too. Yeah. Some of the ones I did show up to on time, it's like they're forty minute level day ones. Mm. You start with you know a hundred big blinds or whatever. It's hard to build beyond the, the, the pace of the structure. So like you're just kind of building to make day two. Where in the past, uh, you didn't start with that many chips, but the levels were long. So if you went on a rush early or you just got a really soft table and uh, you know played well, ran well, you could just amass like 200 blinds by dinner. And everybody around you is just like 
fucked. Sitting on 20, yeah. Yeah, and you just like somehow manage to maintain like 100 bigs from like start to finish and mm-hmm. just run it coast to coast. But that's neither here nor there. You know, I'm just being the cash game guy complaining about like not wanting to learn how to navigate a three big blind stack better like <laughs> Matt Hunt. The three you know big blind stacks are easy. Cash game the- guy? Yeah. Who? Everyone Daniel else Negrano, who is in the chat watching this very podcast. So shout yeah. out D-Nex. He's what doing D-Nex? What's up, D-Nex? I put him on the thumbnail one fucking time and all of a sudden he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we've been uh, we, we've been the hottest show on, on earth for the last three weeks. No D-Nex, but man, you get the middle finger on the, on the thumbnail and here he is. <laughs> He's getting warmed up for the spaces tonight too. He's an mm-hmm. addict. He's like the uh, uh, the elder. What, what do they call it? Like in a tribe um like the wise elder or whatever he comes into the spaces mm-hmm. and he just like Patriarch, li- he just like listens to everybody shouting mm-hmm. for a minute and he just goes gentlemen Guys. gentlemen <laughs> from a young or from an old sage once named real kid poker <laughs> i'm here to tell you conflict is not the way <laughs> go yeah. the way of the buddhist eat your veggies <laughs> um are any of you doing bracelet bets no, I mean, I would play like six or seven events, even if I was playing Call. 60, I think. You're playing over six. I, 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 he I can't. He's got to It's, it's hard, to, hard to fit. 100 to win we'll what? Hard to What's my, what are you giving me? You? 100 to win what? Just going to be in all the massive uh, field, no limit events. I mean, hmm, well, it's weird because I know you're going to play a ton of bracelet events, but I also know that you're going to play like twice as many events off property. So that kind of makes your odds steeper. I think a fair price for you is like 35 to 1. 35 to 1. What were you searching for yourself last year? I wanted 20 to 1. And I thought I was taking the worst of it by a long shot. Like, don't think that there was any chance I was going to win a bracelet 5% of the time. But I also wanted online to count. I think like if online doesn't count, then a more appropriate price is probably like... I don't know, 30, like I said, 30, 35 to one. Like yeah. I only play no limit. I don't play the high rollers and it's fucking hard to win a goddamn bracelet. You left out. I'm a mixed game professional. Shut up. I don't care. And you <laughs> can still, you can still have 35, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> would, you, would you play the world series 25 Ks if you had a bracelet bet or would it matter how much that bracelet bet? Is? Uh, yeah, it would matter how much I got down. I think uh, I did play the 25 K last year. I put two bullets into it as a matter of fact. Uh, and I took way too much of myself because it was that soft. I actually busted. I actually busted to a man who will not be there this year. One, uh, Mister, I'm a still your bitch. Runs <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. I thought you were talking about Duhamel. Oh, he won't be there either. I don't know, Willie. I, I, that's where I thought you were headed. No, no, no. I was, I was going yeah. with the people that I know for sure. Could you imagine if Duhamel didn't do that to you? How much better your life could be? Well, do you think about this? Well, I mean, <laughs> would it be better? I would have folded to Matt Affleck, so maybe I don't win the main. Uh, you know, that's true. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I probably win a yellow it with Jax when I think the man has aces. <laughs> Very good point. Uh, you know, there. we might we might be looking at the McMato School of Poker right now. For there. all we fucking know, who knows? He, he was destined to win that thing, man. He was such a fucking beast back then, too. He's How the one who should really like be asking. A, a Dasani water deal or something, you know? Oh, oh for yeah. throwing the water bottle? Yeah. It's such a redemption story. Yeah. yeah. Matt Affleck is like, he's one of the guys who just like understands how to play these massive, yeah. massive yeah. field yeah, events. Sure. 
He's just, a Joe McKeon type. Right. He'll he'll be in there and like in the, like the Colossus, and he's just going to be top hundred. Like he's going to yeah. find a way to navigate through like twenty thousand people. He does it all the time. It's wild. It, he's an animal. Yeah, he he's is. so you good know, at navigating. Mm-hmm. Just a little a little note. I'm I'm talking to to Dinegs on the side. He's he's cooking dinner right now. Shout out. Uh, Let him cook. cook. Let him cook. And uh, yeah, let's cook. He made a very good point. He said, "What Ali's playing? Why, why do you think he's not playing? He played last year. I know he played last year, but I was of the impression that the Poker Go ban had led to the WSOP pushing them out as well. But I could We're, be wrong. I thought that that was like quietly announced behind the scenes, but I could be very wrong. I, as far I guess as we'll I know, find man, out. That, I mean, yeah, unless it's very quiet, where I don't even know about that. That is not the case." Yeah, I mean, I'm I have relative confidence that he's been banned from WSOP.com, and usually that carries over mm-hmm. to live. Um, but again, I'm speculating, so I don't want to I don't want to talk out of my ass. And didn't they just move to Austin? It'd be weird timing um, to plan on being in Vegas for the World Series for a month and a half in June. Yeah, but then move a couple weeks. Yeah, before. and also you know, there's a lot of things. There, there's big events going on in ACR, and he has his twelve accounts on there that he needs to fire <laughs> you know he can't leave those unattended i don't, I don't know play if, all his horses final table i don't know if it's true that if you're banned from wsop.com you're also banned from live. i don't necessarily know that it's always the case but okay. i think that uh that tends to be there because i know for 100 like it should be in this case <laughs> i know 100 percent for sure if you're banned from wsop yeah. new jersey mm-hmm. you're fine for wsop nevada and well it depends what you're banned for okay Right, like <laughs> you're banned for, you know, cheating or money laundering. You're no, probably not gonna. It was nothing like that. Yeah, but... that's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of reasons to get soft banned, or whatever. Like, you know, people open Zoom, especially during the pandemic. Like, uh, one of the big things is just like third party software. So it's like that could easily lead to a ban, but they're probably not gonna enforce elsewhere. But you know, whenever you're uh, when you're out there just running the RTAs and <laughs> you know getting us for all of it maybe that carries over i don't know man i i don't know we'll find out it'll certainly be a story if they show up that'll be news to me i but, mean uh, i kind of hope they play just for the sake of twitter spaces at night <laughs> yeah, i hope they need- try to play and get the ept treatment of like no <laughs> so they show up no and no, no, no no get my Sorry, you're not welcome here please yeah, if they do if they do play just like somebody hire somebody to just walk behind them everywhere they go and just go shame Shame. Who was that? Shame. Who was at his table last year that was just like berating him? Well, the Dan Smith went time. at him pretty good in the main. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. It was prior to that though. It was a prelim, like deep. Okay, maybe it was deep. Could have uh, been. I can't yeah. remember, but I remember reading on Twitter somebody was like just trolling him the entire time. He just had his headphones on, yeah. like trying to let it fly. Uh, speaking of Daniel, you guys had high stakes duel yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he came out victorious Mm -hmm. over uh, one I am Maverick, Eric Person, and he exited. So now what? (laughs) Good question. Didn't see the uh, the exit. You know, this stuff happens. It's it's sort of out of our control when life happens and and business happens, and you there's nothing you can do um, to to play and fit a schedule that that we are we're just limited to to when we can film this thing. You got to move on. So, uh, person is out. He's got some personal stuff and business stuff that he's out for. And now we are open to the public. That got announced today on Poker Ghost Twitter. Thirty days between now and June seventh, 
anyone that steps forward publicly on Twitter, social media, reaches out to me, Maury, somebody at Poker Go, expresses interest, wants to play. We're going to go through that whole list, and then uh, we'll select who we think would be the the best opponent uh, for the sake of entertainment and for the sake of, of matchup for, for Daniel Negreanu. So how does that process work? Because I'm sure somebody has reached out at this point. It's obviously not first come, first serve. How long right. do you guys take to like curate the list before you start to parse it down to potential candidates? I mean, we'll have an idea. Even out of the people that I've seen so far, I already know who I'd want to play right mm-hmm. now. But you have to keep it open, really, for for the duration of 30 days. One, it's in the rules. And two, what's stopping someone from Mr. Beast seeing it last minute and saying, mm-hmm. hey, I want to play? And, of right. course, if that were to happen, you're going to play, Jimmy. You know, yeah. we're going we're <laughs> to get Mr. Beast in there. So, you know, we, we take the full 30 days. Um, we'll have a list kind of going in who we like, who we're keeping an eye on. And then once that time is up, I'll reach out to, to the person that we want in there, make sure that they're serious, make sure they get the money escrowed to ARIA, um, deposit it on time. And then once it's there in the account, we set the date, we film it, and we go. Okay, that makes sense. Because uh, I, I thought the 30 days was like uh, the money had to be fronted. So if somebody chimes in like day 29, you obviously give them a couple of days grace in order to get the money wired or whatever. Yeah, so a good example would be... Um, against Jason Kuhn uh, when he when he beat Helmuth for 1.6 million we had a couple people that wanted to play Kuhn one of which was very serious and was trying to do all they could to, to move the money but they just couldn't get it there I mean they had 10 days to get 1.6 million to the aria um, in their account deposited whatever it is and we just they just could not figure out a way to do it so so, Once that clock expired, and it's also fair for for Daniel, it's also fair for Jason Kuhn in that instance, we can't mm-hmm. be forgiving and say, you know, we'll give you an extra three or four days. Right, they, right yeah. You can't do it because that, that's just how it works. If they're, they they need to win, it's got to be fair and square. We got to follow the rules to a T. So, yeah. um, I you know, for the 100K price point, for this 200K round two match, that's not going to be an issue. You know, the 100K is a lot different than 1.6 million. Um, so right now for us, it's just a matter of who's going to be the most entertaining I think at this point, challenger for Daniel and, uh, and who do we think the fans are, are really going to appreciate the most? Are there, uh, are there any leading popular votes out there that, that people are clamoring to see? Uh, I mean, it's always the usual. I, I, in fact, I haven't even gone through the full tweet that poker go put out earlier, but I I'd be willing to bet that Tony G's name is thrown out there a million times. Sure. Phil Ivey's name is going to be out there a million times. Hellmuth people probably looking for redemption. I saw a it's lot of Matt Berkey. Be Berkey. Yeah. yeah, Berkey's very Berkey. popular Berkey. on Twitter Berkey. now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't want to start. <laughs> I don't want to study sit and go heads up, man. <laughs> I really don't. Like Honestly, maybe it would be the best thing that could happen to me because it would prepare me for uh, actual tournament play, but I would be a very sizable dog versus Daniel in this match. Maybe, Maybe. Uh, if I could get like a ton of side action down where I'm like getting one and a half to one or some shit. I'm just trying to get all the side action, man. If anybody <laughs> wants to lay me a price on a bracelet bet this year or, you know, give me give me some good odds to play Daniel heads give up and a sit and go. Give, give me a reason. reason. Like, fuck around and find out. You know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm freshly rich. <laughs> I saw I saw a great name in the Twitter replies, Brent. I'm sure you saw this. Uh, Sam Saverell, which that will like wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of him at first, but 
based on what we know of him and the way he acts, at least when the cameras are not on him, I just think the entertainment value would be so high in a, in a match between he and Negrani. So that's my favorite out of the ones that I've seen mentioned. It's not live stream, before. correct? Uh, well, we usually film it a day before and then air it the next day just in case we need to make any, any quick edits. But okay. we have so, got time. Yeah, the, as I uh, said, with Savro, you're going to need, yeah, time, you're gonna to need time to, yeah. you know, cut out most of the table <laughs> talk, I edit. assume. Yeah, we, although I will say in the past during uh, the Helmuth Stampede, we had live live where we're on like a, you know, two hour delay sort of thing. So, you know, yeah. that, that's happened before, very similar to our cash games. Um, but yeah, Savro will be great. I, I mean, I love seeing these, some of these PGT high rollers come out and, and want to get there, want to get involved. They rarely get an opportunity outside of the PGT tour and mm -hmm. these, in these tournaments to, to really shine and, and show us what they've got as far as personality. Um, once in a while, they'll play on high stakes poker, no gamble, no future, but even in, in a cash game climate with politics these days, it's very difficult to give these guys seats. How much, uh, uh, how yeah. much is the free roll in the PGT uh, up top? One million is the guaranteed mm -hmm. prize pool. There's going to be probably fifty people in it. Top forty qualifiers and ten dream seats. What are the? T oh, right, right. And then it's just winner take all. No, not it, this well, year, last right? year we did winner take all five hundred k. This year, I believe we're paying out the top six. Don't quote me there. And first place, I'm, I'm certain is five hundred thousand. Okay. Then we, and then we tear down. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, you could like give them an option, right? So like maybe the winner of that event could opt into. Uh, a slot in the high stakes duel comparable to that money amount like maybe you know the 400 level or the six or wh whatever it works out to be I, I don't i don't know how i guess it keeps doubling right so it goes from two to four to eight so maybe they can like win a place into the 400 slot um if they so choose to take it otherwise they can just keep the cash it's not a bad idea yeah it's not i always say idea. that because like they're never going to get chosen off of a list anytime that there's more fun players involved well, I mean, not necessarily. Jason Kuhn won the PGT Championship last year, and he's the reigning high-stakes dual champion. Yeah, I mean, he came in at the 800 level. He did, and I think that's where you'll see right. the killers, really, yeah, yeah. because the, the list becomes so narrow that once you reach a certain price point, only a few people are, are actually going to post 800,000, you know, 400, 800, yeah. 1.6 million. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, we, you know, when we envision this show, that's what we thought would happen is we'd reach these levels, these rounds where the Kristoffs, the Limitless, the, the Wichters, you know, the Coons, that's when the, they were going to get involved, when the money was so high that it was out of reach for so many others that, okay, let's bring in the best of the best. You're going to play Helmuth, Negreanu, whoever has won at that point all the way, yeah. and let's see two of the greatest go at it. It's so scary, too, because uh, obviously it's a very high-variance match, and like the Kuhn Helmuth matchup, there was no shot Jason was ever getting a rematch if he lost, mm -mm. right? Like, uh, I mean, and that's not even a slight against Helmuth. Like, if you win that match, you just have to exit. Like, no, yeah, no sure. way you want to play another match. You've won your way out, you know. And that's that's big money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kuhn was out. It, the, and as we know, in that last one, or maybe you, you weren't familiar with this, if Helmuth had won, it was. It was over, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was. Yeah, it, was. it was over. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was. Uh, it was kind of a one and done situation for both players. Obviously, Helmuth is out. He's cashing out. And for Kuhn, 
I think it was exactly what happened is sort of what we anticipated as well, where we might get two, three, four people at most that show interest that want to play Jason Kuhn. And the reality is they might not get the money up. And yeah. when push comes to shove, they just won't get 1.6 million posted on time. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I jokingly uh, at, during that time was saying like, oh, I'll, I'll sell my house to play Hellmuth in this in this format. Um, but like, even if I thought I was a favorite against Phil, I would never, ever accept the match because then I have to play a 1.6 million. Yeah. Like, I would for sure get offers at 1.6 million. Against yeah. Right. Like, yeah, whether it's Kuhn or somebody else, like somebody will scrape together the money to be a big favorite versus me. Yeah. It's just like, well, this is no this is terrible. <laughs> like, you have to win a high variance spot to uh, just ultimately end up putting your money back up at risk and get whacked the next round anyway. And Brent, rules are different this time around, right? So if Negreanu wins the first two, it, it's it's over. He's uh, the champ. That's it. That's exactly right. Which for uh, for high stakes duels one, two, and three, uh, you had to win three consecutive matches rounds one, two, three in order to cash out, which Helmuth did against Antonio and against Daniel. So that's the only reason it ended in one, two, three matches. Uh, after round, starting with round four, in the previous high-stakes duels, you had to win consecutive matches. So we made a shift for this one in particular going forward. You now only have to win consecutive matches, bang, bang, and you you can cash out. But you also only get one rematch, and that's different as well. Uh, previously, you had two rematches that you were able to use as an option. You had to use them right away. You couldn't sit on a rematch and hope to come in later. You know, while you while you had one in your pocket, mm -hmm. uh, you have to use it right away the following match. So, those are two big changes. I think that ultimately for the fans, you want to see a lot of back and forth so that those rounds continue to escalate, and we'll test it. Maybe if we get too many, like. You're, it's over in three rounds. It's over in four rounds. Then we can revert back to that old that old strategy. But you know, this is this is sort of our line of thinking for for high stakes duel going forward. Does he have to opt out after two wins? He, if Daniel were to win, he could certainly play and stay in play. My my assumption is he's going to cash out because then you got to win. We're, we're going to bring in somebody else, right? And then you got to win. I think we'll have to go back and look at the rules again. But I think you got to win two more. So if you oh. opt out of your uh, of your cash out, it resets. The rounds continue, but you still have to now win two consecutive again. So mm. I think you'd, you'd right. Be so silly you'd have to win the two hundred and the four hundred level, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could get dicey. And, and, and a, I don't know which man do he likes a challenge. You don't know who we're going to pick. I mean, are, do you really want to sit around and Bro, we're, we're talking wait about, for, for Coon? We're talking about Daniel fucking Negreanu, man. You know, yeah. This is, this is Kid Poker himself. He is, he is the face of the industry. He's here to fuck around and find out. If anybody's yeah, going to keep going, it, I think it'd he be plays. I think, he I think if it doesn't interfere with the series, and I don't know what his years looked like thus far, I think the man's in there. I think he's in the mix. That'd I think, be pretty sick. I think That'd he, be pretty uh, baller. Yeah, I think he wants to avenge these these heads up losses that he's kind of been taking. He lost the helmet twice, right? Three times. Three times. Three, three times. Three straight. Yeah. Three straight. Yeah. yeah. Well, all he had to do was put them all in when he had the six four. All he had to do. Oh, in that first yep. match. Very first match. Helmet uh, yeah. had nines, and it came like you know, like seven four four or some shit. Left him. There's with no. A there's no chance that he that he keeps playing. Just no chance. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, no chance. No he says. chance. No chance. Brent I mean, says he's no out. shot. Cashing out, he says. Mm -hmm. 
setting up a little he retirement fund. He, he gets to take home this giant belt mm-hmm. that's half his body weight. <laughs> and belt is sick, his, I'm yeah. putting it on his mantle. Yeah. And, and he's a high stakes dual champion. And it's very likely we'd start him again in the next duel. I uh, was just going to ask. So you think Negrano. he'd start high stakes dual five? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't want these marshmallows, man. <laughs> he's, he's not looking to start the next round with uh with with eric person again you know he's he wants the world beaters bring on well, we'll see. when he gets done making his uh you know his, his tofu burgers or whatever he's doing we'll, we'll <laughs> see if he chimes in and chat poor d-next man i'm just setting him up versus the yeah. world but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like no he's he's an end bug right i heard polk's coming in at the 400 level well, they have history oh uh, you know what though i hope it changes but Polk is on record multiple times, including face to face with me and Maury at the studio when we were filming. He'll never play the format high stakes duel. It's not very favorable for um, for what he's an expert in. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised Olivier Bousquet hasn't thrown his hat in the ring. This was like his forte for a decade. You know, he did back in. I think it was high stakes duel one, mm-hmm. but we never had a chance to bring anyone in. Yeah, yeah, right. So, the six rematches in a row. Moves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I would say he's he's still there. Although I mean, maybe a lot has changed since we started that show. But um, I, I'd love to see Olivier Bousquet show some interest and want to get in the ring. Yeah, it's an interesting format. I always want to. Uh, it's funny because I find it riveting to watch, but um, it's it's just not one that I personally would ever want to play. It doesn't, man. It really, I'm really talking myself out of playing a lot of World Series events. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so abundantly clear. Like, you know how nice it is to just like raise eight, nine suited, get three bet, and just know that you're always calling because you just, mm-hmm. you just are, as opposed to like, you know, raising king queen off to two big blinds and then facing a five big blind three bet and then sitting there going, okay, I have 27 big blinds. If I You're going to be in bet, there. Oh, I don't know, man. This is dicey. Can't resist. I can't. You say this every year and yep. you always blast. Yeah, every that's... year. You do it every single mm-hmm. year. You've done this for 10 years straight. I haven't played a full schedule in quite some time. It's It's been... Not a full schedule, but you're playing at least 10 events. That's pretty full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen it for like four years. It just happens every single time, right? For WSOP. Actually, I take that back. The first year, mm-hmm. he was a happy person going in WSOP. Every I single got, other I, year. I got fucking whacked. <laughs> I got absolutely whacked. 2018, uh, I don't think I cashed anything. Yeah. It was the year we did the vlogumentary. I, I got fucking diced up. I chip-led the main event after day one. Mm-hmm. I chip-led the main event, or I was like top three in chips coming out of day two, and I soft-bubbled. I finished like 40 <laughs> out of the money. Yeah, it was it was goddamn awful. You had a ton of chips in whatever event I interviewed you for when I was working for Poker News. That was 2017. Yeah, 2018. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. I cashed that. It was one of the Millie Makers or I was wearing the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Watched that clip a few times. Well, I had it as my Twitter uh, profile pic for a long, (laughs) long, long time. Um, Yeah, I I did final (laughs) table that right? No, no, I don't don't know. We chatted like maybe mid day two on one of these yeah kind of look it up let's see mm. the double stack 24th yeah. for 22k okay yep that's that's what happened i finished fourth in that event in 2021 not about me though mm. <laughs> <laughs> i got a lot of fourth place finishes too jeff yes you do a lot of thirds a lot of fifths no not too sixths. many seconds i don't have i don't have very many i have zero ninths actually uh zero eighths two sevenths a lot of fifths a lot of fourths and thirds. How many World Series of 
final tables do you have? I think 13. You have 13 final tables at the World Series of Poker? Yeah, they, online, I think right? three are online. Yeah. But still, so like no. 10 lives. That's, that's really good. Yeah, but I don't win any. So give me my goddamn odds. <laughs> Bro, what do you I, I I'm terrible. Just ask Lin G. Like if if she were in my shoes, she would expect a lot more success, okay? Right. Yeah. This guy's never folding nine eight. How can he win? That is true. That is true. Point. That's what gets me there though. Yeah. You know, you gotta be resilient, tortoise. I know. Well, you know, the thing is like, yeah, you get to play the nine eight, but also like in tournaments, you just get to like jam like Queen Jack sometimes and realize all your equity. I don't know is how that? to do that. I see three. Yeah. What? <laughs> let's let's play nice guys. You know, let's let's see three. Maybe I flop some overs in a gut shot, and then I'll be comfortable sticking my money in the middle. Nah, nah. I mean, you only got twelve blinds. What are you gonna do? Peel. <laughs> twelve blinds Peel. is plenty. Peel. It is, it is plenty. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the the past few weeks i guess and uh probably the last conversation we'll have on this now that it's finally come to an end so the heads up match concluded on sunday as uh has been widely reported i don't know if you guys heard you've been out of town i was in reno what happened yeah i'm not sure if you heard uh actually i guess it was on saturday i i officially have ended the match with oh, congratulations Airball. thank I, you I appreciate that just so happened to see that yes <laughs> yep, i hung him up <laughs> couldn't couldn't take no. it anymore no. he was uh he was making it way too tough on me um so yeah, that came to a conclusion. Uh, didn't really know what to expect as far as uh, the aftermath goes. I had a few people reach out, like a few high stakes guys I'm friends with, say like, you know, how are you feeling? I know after a big win for me, like I tend to feel a big lull thereafter. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't think so. I'm pretty happy it's done. Pretty, pretty proud of my accomplishments. But I woke up today and I was just like, what am I even living for? <laughs> <laughs> What's the purpose wow. of this all? <laughs> There's nothing left. Um, but no, I kind of get it. Like the dopamine wears off and uh, you don't have this thing that you're just like focused on anymore. And it kind of did fall back into like, I I'm happy I have a routine because I don't really know what I would, what I would have done if I just had like free reign of like, okay, you wake up at X time and your entire day is yours. I would have lost my mind. I was just <laughs> like, fuck me. Like, what am I going to do? Study heads up. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> that seems like a waste of time now. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, uh, I was able to get back into the cash streets today, play a little ring. That was fun. And uh, Airball took back to the felt again today. He made his return to Hustler Live. Did a little interview with uh, Billy DJAF. And I have to say, uh, I was watching the interview in real time, and I, I wasn't sure what direction it was going to take. Uh, I've known Billy forever. I've known him since 2008. And, uh, you know, he kind of, like, initially started the... The interview with like what brought all this on and nick went the route of you know i was pretty frustrated and upset about the jack four coverage i felt like we were painting a negative light and uh i was just like i hated berkey and um you know i called him a scammer and maybe those weren't the right words but then he kind of like backtracked a little he was like uh, i i i'm you know i'm sorry for saying the word scammer he's definitely not a scammer but there are a lot of things that uh i do feel confident about like that i should hold him in negative light or whatever you, you all right? Yeah, we're good. You got to flip over the the uh, the manager. barbecue. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> like I got a roast in the smoker. <laughs> oh, I wish I did. Um, so I was just like, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. That's kind of fair. Uh, don't don't care one way or the other that much. And um, 
you know, Billy kind of pulled at that thread a little bit more where they, they went on this back and forth conversation of just like how unfair of a light he feels HCL has been painted in, like how reflective it is over the good people that work there and everything else. And I couldn't help myself. Like I just had to leave a comment on the video because I think what's getting like, I don't know, maybe lost, but I feel like what is being thrown at me as disdain for the way that we, we covered the, the entire scandal or whatever is that I had a axe to grind with HCL or that like I wanted to see their, their business collapse or something like that. And more importantly, that I was targeting the people who worked there. When in fact, the reality was that everything I was saying was just like true. The security was very flawed and, and quite compromised. And as a byproduct of that, everybody who worked there got called into question. And I don't necessarily know that that's fair or unfair. And I'm sure it was an awful time for everyone who was a part of the show. But, you know, the responsibility still lies on the stream house at the end of the day. Like, if there weren't all these compromised things for the internet to dive into, then, you know, it would have been a, an open and shut type of thing where it's just like, look, we, we know that we're protected. We know there was no means of cheating. And uh, we're, we're all going to move on from this. Like, we're going to put a statement out. We're all going to move on from this. So I guess, like, it was nice to hear... Uh, their side of things of why they have so much disdain for me. Um, and I, I understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I definitely understand it. Uh, and I think that carried over to the apology that Nick put out on Twitter, which uh, I greatly appreciated. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but in short, it's long, but in short, uh, you know, he basically said like, he's relatively new to high stakes. Uh, he, uh, you know, sorry for calling me a scammer and there's a lot of like growth within the, the whole process of having gone through this, having played the heads up match, you know, and, and having uh, kind of suffered defeat uh, at the hands of me or variants or everything in between. And I think that that takes a pretty big person considering like where we started and where we ended. Uh, I got asked immediately after the match, like, you know, how are you two now? Are you guys friendly? And I just kind of said, like, no, I mean, for a lot of people, I think that they respect people who can, like, put their money where their mouth is, sit down and pony up with gamble. And for me, it's like, it's not really about that. That means nothing to me. Um, I think that, like, when you're in this world long enough, you see enough characters come through that haven't really acquired the funds through uh, all that savory of a means you know like they, they they tend to be a little bit shady like dennis bladen comes to mind or it's like this guy's wailing around for the better part of a year and then we find out he embezzled 30 million from his company it's like okay well you know am i supposed to respect the fact that he ponied up the money to sit with me that kind of thing so i think like as as, as a seasoned pro that's not where respect generates from right respect comes from like seeing how people interact with staff <laughs> seeing how uh they treat their competition are they good winners are they sore losers that type of stuff and i will say that throughout the course of the match like i've said this multiple times there's like two sides to airball and i think the most genuine one is not the heel that he was attempting to play like him turning face when all this is said and done uh isn't that shocking to me because i would see him just show these glimmers of just being a genuinely nice kind person and it seemed to almost be a reflex like you know uh a new dealer would come in and he'd forget to give her the time or whatever and he would immediately just apologize for it like that was just the instinct like i'm sorry he tripped over my phone cord and like he just immediately apologized and when i see that it's like okay like i think that this is who you probably genuinely are 
what's with the shtick? And, you know, listening to the interview with DGAF, it kind of seemed like he felt like some sort of responsibility to, to Hustler, to his crew, uh, to, to the, the, the quote-unquote family or whatever, to kind of go out there and defend their honor. And, you know, that type of loyalty, I, I, I have a lot of respect for that. I, I think that, you know, there's a time and a place. Maybe going about it a little bit differently uh, would have yielded better results for their camp at least but um yeah i don't know i guess i just wanted to i don't really know where i'm going with this i, I just kind of wanted to acknowledge that i think he's a, a much bigger person now for now that things are over and done with and kind of coming forward and retracting some of the negative things that he said than uh i believed him to be when we first started like we're definitely good now like yeah. as far as i'm concerned when i read his statement initially on twitter i i, I did think it was great but of course, you know, not knowing him at all, not being around him at all, thought it had the potential to be fake or somebody sure. next to him was like, hey, you should say this. This is going to make you look good, et cetera, et cetera. But when I read your tweet mm-hmm. on top of it, it made me lean towards, hey, what, what his statement was, was genuine. Mm-hmm. It was real because you have spent so much time around yeah. him. And so if anybody's going to know if that was real or fake, I, I, I think it's you. So that, that was my main uh, takeaway from all this. Yeah, yeah, that's what Berkey said too. Like he, he said that, but like uh, a lot of, I guess, uh, you know, and it was like hard to tell at the time too. It was like Nick's, you know, inner circle or people mm. that have been around Nick also said, you know, he's actually, he's a genuine guy. He's a nice guy. He's like, like just a delight to be around. So like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that is the, the, the true Nick that we, uh, we didn't see from this side because of, you know, the, the character he was playing or what have you. Yeah, I think if you set them side by side, like his apology and Doug's apology, I, I think it's, I think you're, I, I think everybody's right to be skeptical of both mm-hmm. because of what led to each of them, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's some level of public humiliation that encouraged both of these apologies. Had I gotten waxed in this match, I doubt we would have seen a retraction of the scammer bit, but maybe we would have. I don't know. I don't want to like call his uh, credibility into question here. Um, but the point is, like, if you put those two apologies side by side, one reads is like a very emotional, like from the heart type of apology. The other one reads is like a letterhead that was almost written by somebody who, uh, like, writes copy like this for a living. And to me, that's like the easiest way to to tell how genuine someone is. Um, and to your point, you know, it's like when you do see these glimmers of uh, his guard kind of be linked down a bit reading something like that is a lot more of like the unguarded version, at least from my perspective. So mm-hmm. I think that did make a lot of sense that I don't really question the validity of it. I think he truly is, uh, you know, regretful with some of the words that he chose and maybe even getting involved in heads up to begin with. Cause it doesn't sound like he had very much fun, <laughs> yeah, which I, I can true. understand heads yeah. up is a different animal, man. It's not, it's not fun to sit there and try to determine like, how you're supposed to play all of these different textures that you've already learned how to play whenever your range is a third the size or, you know, a tenth the size, depending on how tight you play. Doesn't seem like you make many hands. That's Heads up. It seems difficult. Well, you do make hands. They're just yeah. the, the, the worst hands are better. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, true. All. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, this is know, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. King high is good. <laughs> like, it's a good hand. Yeah. It's kind of shocking. Yeah. I, uh, that was the first thing that I noticed. Wait, Week one, when I was studying, I was just like astonished at what we were calling River with in some spots. Mm -hmm. I was like, I would get destroyed if I like there are spots in ring games where I'm like trying to convince myself to fold top pair versus a single bet because these (laughs) motherfuckers just always have it. (laughs) And like I'm looking at these heads up 
Sims, and it's just like, oh, Queen High? No, that's like a <laughs> really good hand here. Yeah. <laughs> They're just printing in this spot with, the, with this type of hand. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different animal. Um, you know, God bless him. I, I don't think we're going to see him and G-Man play anytime soon, though, based off Probably of, not. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't seem like, doesn't seem like a profitable endeavor. <laughs> Garrett has actually played Heads Up before. Lots of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was his his whole thing coming up. So, yeah, I was trying hard to make that happen. Of course, he is. I, I'd <laughs> actually like to know what Garrett's has he said anything public about oh, that apology? Yeah. Oh, about the apology regarding the yeah regarding the apology? No, I don't think so. Um, but he's been very public about uh, feeling a bit slighted by. I mean, you have to remember, like all of the focus was on the fact that Airball called me a scammer, but that was yeah. like a ninety second clip from that podcast. The other 89 minutes was Airball pretty much just like throwing and raking Garrett over the coals. Um, And it's kind of weird because, you know, it is one of those things. I know we were talking a little bit off air and we can kind of get into it a little now, Brent. Uh, But it is like one of those things where there's obviously politics to high stakes games. And depending on how you how like how well you control the narrative or uh, how loose you are with the details you can paint a pretty ugly picture for almost anybody who's involved involved in the political side of things. So it's like when Airball comes out and he kind of just like airs all the dirty laundry of what went into uh, creating those lineups and what Garrett's involvement was. It's like he could only be telling partial truths and it would just like make Garrett look absolutely awful. Um, and it also makes it very difficult to fully refute, right? Like did Garrett have a ranking system? probably not but like did he communicate to ryan people that he would rather play with than not play with probably you know they had a working relationship for three years and the guy's a game runner like i'm almost certain that that's true um and i imagine that that like you you could apply that same mode of thinking to pretty much everything that was exposed with regard to garrett and the issue is is that the people who can defend him aren't incentivized to so you're not going to hear Ryan come out and yeah. like disqualify anything that that Airball said because Airball's now in the in the position to to play the game and be the face and and kind of like build the the momentum behind. Same thing with like Vertucci, he's not going to come out and back Garrett's side cuz like you know, we heard it kind of shake out in spaces uh I don't know if you've been following since you've been on the road, but <laughs> these Twitter spaces are fucking lit, buddy. Yeah, stay so, away so i've heard stay remember away. what you were doing during the pandemic with like the the runs to the final table of the yeah, bracelet events yeah. it's like that without the poker <laughs> right, right we're skipping the poker it. and we're cutting That's straight to the chase it. like yeah. who's got some fucking Get tea to for us tonight yeah. yeah um and yeah like there was a point where feldman came on the mic uh i think it was dankness's space pretty sure it was and uh keating and garrett also had an open mic and you know it started with Garrett just basically saying like, I helped build Hustler to become what it is as much as anybody else. And the first opportunity to uh, show disloyalty to me, it seems as though that's the, the, the option that you guys chose. And, you know, he kind of fluffed it up as best he could saying like, look, I understand you're in a compromising position. I understand you have the hardest job in the world, but like what gives man, like, you know, your partner basically said, I'm banned from the, from the stream forever kind of thing. Uh, and I have my opinions, obviously, on the whole thing. But I think the more interesting conversation outside of my opinion is just like, what does this look like from the outside looking in? Like for, for you guys as, uh, you know, kind of just the audience watching, 
without much knowledge of the politics of the, all this, like, what does this look like to you? Is Garrett slighted or is Ryan just kind of like, hey man, this is my business, you know? I think that, uh, I'll, I'll jump in here because I, I do a lot of what Ryan does for, for Poker Go, obviously building a lot of the games and whatnot. Something was really unique with, at least to me, for, for Live at the Bike when Ryan was there and, you know, the creation and, and G-Man was born, right? That This is where this guy started to take off, which then moved over to Hustler once whatever happened with Live at the Bike, that debacle took its course. I don't know. I can't remember a time, perhaps dating back maybe as far to pre-Black Friday, where you're building games around the superstar. It is completely the opposite of what typically I'm doing for high-stakes poker, no gamble, no future. You have to have a, a balance, and, and you're often trying to get your VIPs in the game and then putting a light placement of a couple stars, professionals in the game as well, because that's just the nature of, of how the, the game, if you will, has changed. Private games are everywhere. VIPs have a much larger voice now than they've ever had before. And they frankly, they don't have to play on your show because they've got a great game inside. It can literally walk inside Aria, play at table one, and they're going to get whatever game that they want in there. And they don't necessarily always care or ever care about the cameras being on. So that to me is very unique because G-Man was the star and the game was built around him. And that I think really changed a lot. And I think that's what Nick Vertucci and Ryan Feldman started to see is they now they're starting to use their VIP players and bringing in some of these other characters, the pros, guys like Mariano, uh, you know, some, I, I don't even know who else they are, uh, Andy Stacks, whoever else these pros are that are out there in L.A. It shifted. And I see it both ways where I understood what Garrett was saying. And he said something along the lines that I, I thought was a little uh, a little too much, but I can't understand the personal relationship that Garrett and Feldman have or had because I, I don't know them well enough. But he said something like, Ryan, where would you even be, you know, if it wasn't for me, basically, mm, yeah. you know, would you be where you are? And I thought that that was from my perspective, like, man, that's pretty harsh. And that that's, I don't know if that's the right way to look at it because the reality is it goes both ways. Who would G man be known to YouTube, known to all these fans without the cameras rolling without right. that initial live, those live streams at live of the bike, which then happened at hustler. But as, because that, as, that is uh, what created G-Man. Yeah, yeah. As as slight pushback to that, though, um, who stands to benefit more from that mutually beneficial relationship? Ryan and Hustler growing to what they've grown to or G-Man growing to the public figure that he is now? Yeah, well, it's a great question. But, you know, if I had to measure it, I'd measure it in two ways. One, you are well-known household name. You're a superstar of the game right now. That is G-Man. That, mm -hmm. that, that wasn't a thing before this. And two... Agreed. Somewhere, someone tracked the millions upon millions of dollars that Garrett won on these shows. Right. So he won a ton of money, and he became a superstar over the course of two, three, four years, whatever that took. And it seems pretty fair to me. G-Man got what, you know, sort of he wanted, and Ryan got what he wanted, and he's got a great show, and he's got a production out there five days a week at Hustler. And business is, is business. Could he have handled it, you know, a, a, a little differently? You know, when I'm talking about Ryan, yeah, sure. You know, maybe we, we give the guy a phone call if he's a close friend or a personal friend on top of, um, you know, an integral part of the show. But um, 
I'm sure they both have their regrets in many ways. I'm sure G-Man, although not public with it, at least not that for what I've heard on the spaces, I'm sure he regrets regrets the way he handled the, the Robbie situation to some extent. And I'm sure we haven't heard or seen the end of that. It sounds like there's new evidence that's, you know, on its way. You know, could there be arbitration that, that's coming to settle that 135K? Who knows? You know, only time will tell. And that's up to Garrett, really, to decide uh, on what road he wants to take and what course of action he wants to take. Yeah, I think that those are all really good points. Um, and I, I think you're right. I, I think that maybe what Garrett wanted acknowledgement for was that uh, Live at the Bike was dying prior to Feldman kind of initiating the, the G-Man era, if you will. And that directly correlated to Hustler being able to launch. So I think that it's a fair argument for him to say that he was uh, an integral part of um, both Live at the Bike resurging, ultimately leading to Hustler launching and becoming the biggest stream uh, of all the independent stream houses. Um, but I think your point is well taken, at least from my standpoint. Uh, if I were in Garrett's shoes, I think I would understand, or at least whether I would want to understand or not, I think subconsciously I would always know that my value was diminishing. And there's always going to be an expiration date. So I do think that there's like a strong argument for ryan to make of like you've been well compensated throughout that time period where we all grew together and i also think there's a strong counter argument for garrett to make where it's just like okay well i'm not asking for the world like i'm just asking for you know uh a, a seat every now and again kind of thing and unfortunately i think because of the way that the paths were divided and and split mainly hinging on the jack four drama uh and how every party chose to handle it I don't think there's any repairing of this. Uh, I don't think that it benefits. And I know that like Garrett probably doesn't want to hear this, but I don't think it benefits any party of, of hustler, Ryan Vertucci or Nick or sorry, or Garrett um, to be in business with one another ever again. Right? Like there's so much, there's such a, a black cloud hanging over that collective trio with what came of Jack Four and the fact that the money was returned to Garrett, which, you know, obviously doesn't uh, indict Robbie in any capacity, but it does still create doubt. And it's enough doubt for Garrett in his own mind to justify not returning the money. So long as both of those things remain true, I find it very difficult to see like how we're just as a community or them as business partners are all just going to bury this behind the shed and say like okay let's move on like we all see that there's a bigger picture here and we're just going to move forward and, and continue with regular production as usual like I, I can't imagine how that world exists i don't think it does i i think you're right i mean there there's you know can ryan feldman and garrett you know remain friends and and are they still friends yeah i, th I think that could happen you know but garrett will need to understand that you know, he can't play in many games. You know, will we see him again? I think it's inevitable. You know, he'll be back on a hustler show at some point. I, I would I'd be willing to bet it's inside of a year's time. Um, but it won't be it won't be the relationship that, you know, that they had before. Um, but, you know, that was listening to that whole that spaces that night. I was laying in bed at whatever God hour. I, I can't do spaces, by the way, anymore. It's it's like it, it's they're torture, sort of addictive man. and I got to turn it off and I'm I'm up way too late. 
turning it off is the hardest part because you just never yeah, know right when you're gonna miss and it. i swear to god every time i turn it off like i i, I like didn't tune into one the other night i was just like no enough's enough i'm cutting the fucking spaces out of my life and i immediately get a text from dankness that like I, I was away from my phone for like an hour and I look at my phone. And he's like, bro, you got to go on spaces for two. She's <laughs> losing his fucking mind right now. The poker Karen came on. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm out. Like I can't, unless, unless something ridiculous is happening or, if, or, you know, if Dan hits me up and asks me to, you know, to, to join or if he's got, you know, that, 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 that's just it. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, and by the way, I love them. I, I like how, some of these can be very thoughtful back and forth dis- discourses and, and things being accomplished. You I know, feel like Daniel to some degree, making- it's like almost a, a continuation of what we do every day for the pod, except instead of it being like, you know, a, a host of friends like this, it's, it's an open forum Anybody. for the entire fucking community. Yep. Well, I mean, the only thing you need really for your, for your pod is a, a live number that people can call and you, you just answer the calls. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> thought about this actually. Yeah. We could just fire a space up during the pod. And yeah. we could bring in speakers, like but yeah. the 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 only issue that I thought was like we'd have to count on Guapo to like really uh, do some really due do diligence some and, and yeah. you know click through the profile, make sure that it's not an <laughs> alt account. And alt Rob Young got the stage the other day. Uh, he had like two followers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, it's not like, the Rob Young, come yeah. to the stage. They're all excited. You're like, yeah. that's not the real you took, one. You're you're uh, you're taking one uh, of my World Series of Poker ideas that we're bringing out for, oh, for the apologies. summer for the first week. I, I love it. I, I think these no. community activities are, are fantastic. Like it, it feels like it's just moving the forums to a more digital space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but anyway, just, just to put a, just to cap it off, I, you know, I, I thought it was sort of unfair, but yet at the same time, I understood those two needed to have a conversation and shouldn't it have been private before they <laughs> talked openly in front of the, <laughs> the poker world, probably a little, yeah. a little bit more appropriate, but um, and I think it would have been easier for Ryan to maybe talk a little bit more truthfully and, and heartfelt and, and have a better conversation with Garrett because he was really put on the spot by both Garrett and Keating, who just came out of the left field with the haymaker with the, you know, yeah. he was hurt that he didn't get credit for the million dollar game. And the I think Keating be the, being there really made it difficult for Ryan and Garrett to mince words. So I think we've come like we we've gotten accustomed to people knowing when the cameras are on, when the mics are on, um, and, and kind of navigating the conversation in a very uh, avoidant type of way, right? Where nothing ever really gets solved. They use specific language that's a little bit flowery. They give everybody compliment sandwiches, and uh, the, the crux of the issue is never really addressed. Well, with Keating in there, just like coming off the top rope, of like, Ryan, I don't care. I've lost 13 million in the last nine months. Give me 1% of your company now. Uh, that that kind of like opened the door for Garrett to come from the side and just be like, yeah, what the fuck, bro? Like, I helped build this thing too, you know? And it did put it was, Ryan in a weird spot. It was very bizarre. I mean, it was, it was, I did not see it going in that direction, but, but it did. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I have no idea, but, Keating? I think House has got it sort of going now. I mean, yeah. they, they, they're, they're uh, the most overused word in the last fucking two weeks is they're cooking. Let's cook. And, <laughs> and, and, and hustlers out there cooking. They're growing five days a week. They've got the YouTube back end, the algorithms figured out. You know, their YouTube is feeding them new fans every single day. They go live for 10 yeah. hours a day. And, and they're, uh, they're in a really great, a really great place. 
you wouldn't even notice, I don't think, a difference in the, in the people tuned in. Last Friday night, I think their concurrence was, what, 16,000? Even wow. if you threw a Keating in there or a Garrett in there, that number very likely to have, have changed. I mean, they, they're right. just they're going to keep peaking and peaking and peaking. And unless you put, you know, Daniel Negreanu on that show, who actually does bring in thousands of fans when they know he's going to play, and that's just the truth, uh, and I, I can back that up, you know, that's that's what it's going to take to really boost viewership on top of what they already have. I don't think those two guys are are, are there. They're, it's not that level. I, I think the point you're really making is that it takes a specific um, a, a specific event to ensure that they get the peak numbers, right? So, like, last Friday, it was the amount of money on the table. If you put a Daniel Negreanu in the lineup, it's a Daniel Negreanu. If you put Mr. Beast in the lineup, it's a Mr. Beast. If you say that it's a million-dollar buy-in, like, that's going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, there yeah. are some variables that they can always tinker with that will be a big enough draw that everybody will consider it must-see TV. Um just doubling back to the Keating thing for a second. While all that was going on, I was like studying uh, for for the airball match and just like kind of listening on the side. <laughs> Keating called me, and it had to be like four o'clock in the morning at this point. And he calls me and he goes, "Hey, just friend to friend, should I sit this one out?" And I go, "Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> he goes, "Okay." And then three seconds later, unmutes his mic. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I lost 13 million last month. Like, where's my percentage of the company, Ryan? That's all I want to know. I'm like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that is not sitting this one out. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, it's, it's musty TV, man. I got to tell you. I think that we should get rid of uh, commentators altogether for these streams nope. and just open up space. <laughs> <laughs> nope. just, just run a live Twitter space. Oh my god. A watch party, if you will. I'm way too scared of that because they probably do so well. I know. <laughs> it terrifies me. I know. For, for my future. Yeah. Uh I'll host the next one. I think we just I think we just came on to an idea here, boys. Let's delete this part of the podcast. How do we get to monetize spaces? That's the real question. It's tough. I don't know. Yeah. Just run just ads in between. Run ads. Just like run. Yeah, DM Elon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey Elon, I have an idea for you, buddy. <laughs> We're going to need some ad time here in, in this Twitter sphere. Um, you have to pay to talk. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that, that ruins the whole idea. Then no, we know. just have com- Then it would just yeah. be Platt the whole time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, us a, if it's okay, Burke. A, yeah, yeah. And everybody, I am going to disconnect because my wife is screaming at the kids upstairs. It's sure. bedtime and bath time. You guys can you know finish it off to your thing, but I, I have to bounce or I'm... I'm in deep shit. We're all leaving. Well, that music behind you is actually our cue out of here, so your timing couldn't be any better. Yep. Big shout-out to JJ for the super chat. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for that $50 super chat. You are the absolute man. Thank you, sir. We're out of here. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow with Strat Chat with Matt. Um, I have to be honest. I had planned to review the biggest hands that uh, we had played with Airball, but... Listening to the interview today, it sounded like there was a part of him that still thinks he's a favorite, and I'm not ruling out the opportunity to play him again in the future. So uh, we're probably going to pull an audible and uh, switch tomorrow's conversation. So I'm not really sure what strategy we're going to be talking about, but I can guarantee you this much. It won't be heads up poker. Let's talk MTTs. MTTs has got to be it's, it's that season. We we will hey. be back tomorrow, normal time, noon Pacific with Matt Hunt. We'll be discussing all of the latest strategies for you and yours. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Brent and Jeff, for joining us. As always, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Later, squad. Peace.